In many ways, the Bible is like a long love letter from God to mankind, showing us precedence for his mercy and his intentions through the things that happen in history. This is especially true of the New Testament, but one of the joys of reading the Bible is finding evidence of this idea in the older texts written long before Jesus' life. With that in mind, I want to draw your attention to the book of Joshua, to two conspicuous lines where God interacts with Joshua right before they're about to cross the Jordan and begin taking the Promised Land. Joshua 3, verses 7-8 through reads, The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. There is so much about God's grace in just these two verses that it's really hard to know where to begin. Through these beginning scenes, God reassures Joshua several times and reminds him that he does not change and that he will be with Joshua exactly as he was with Moses. Hebrews 13 verse 8 reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this simple exchange shows us God's heart and earnest desire for us to know he is 100% consistent. God's tender reassurance to Joshua, who was a young man having to fill the shoes of Israel's greatest prophet, reminds us that in our own lives God will never abandon or forsake us. He is faithful even when we are faithless, just as 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 says, because he cannot deny his perfect, loving nature. With this in mind, another interesting aspect of this interchange between God and Joshua is that God's location is ubiquitous. These types of interchanges actually happen throughout the Bible, where a character will be highlighted and God is speaking to them. However, more often than not, God's location is never really specified. Where is he exactly? The truth is that the text makes you feel as if he's nowhere, and yet everywhere at the same time. I believe this is by design, to remind us of God's omnipresence. Yet another more important reason is to remind us of God's intimacy. Throughout these times when God speaks to his messengers, we get the feeling that he's standing right there next to them. Yet it's even more intimate than that. It's a special type of connection, a connection that people in the Old Testament recognize as infinitely valuable. In fact, when the prophet Elijah was leaving his mentee, Elisha, the latter begged him for a double portion of the Spirit of God. This is why it's so important to read the Old Testament. Without it, we have no context for the reality that Jesus inaugurated through his life and work. What we have today as Christians who are born again and receive the Holy Spirit was the most beautiful, valuable thing you could possibly have for thousands of years in the Old Testament. The intimacy, the closeness, the spiritual gifts and talents, and the day-to-day guidance of God's Word was reserved for prophets and leaders, and yet today it is given for free because of Jesus. We have God without the filters, without barriers, right there in our ear wherever we go. And we know because he doesn't change that what he said to Joshua also applies to us, that he is with us and will never abandon us. The last thing I want to share with you is also not very obvious, yet truly profound when you give it some thought. God tells Joshua to command the people to go across the Jordan so that they can witness an event similar to what happened at the Red Sea with Moses. What is easily lost here when we just read it matter-of-factly 
is that God didn't have to involve Joshua whatsoever to get this done. In fact, God didn't have to involve anyone for anything. The Bible could have just been a narrative of God appearing in glory and doing all these wonderful things by himself. He would have been justified and still worthy of praise as the most powerful being in the universe. Yet in these examples, which are many in the Bible, we see Jesus' words in Matthew 11, verse 29, come to life. That he is lowly in heart and his yoke is easy. The fact that the God of the universe would patiently allow and intimately involve his creations to play in this game is a testament to his love and character. It will forever blow my mind that what God can do instantly and perfectly, he instead allows us to do poorly and slowly, standing right there beside our heart the entire time, speaking through the earpiece of our conscience, reassuring words that he is with us and that he doesn't change. What a thought. I hope you take these things to heart and mind today and that they remind you of God's love and character. I also hope that you remember the last point, because what it means is that we all have a ministry to attend to. We generally think of the word ministry as being religious in nature, but to minister to something is to simply take care of it or nurture it in some way. We all have a ministry of some kind that God has placed in our hands, just like he placed the task of leading the Israelites across the Jordan in Joshua's hands. Your Jordan will look different than mine, and certainly we both know that God doesn't need us to do these things. Rather, he has chosen to give you these things so that his glory might be revealed and that you may delight in his love and perfect character. So embrace what you've been given and remember who is standing right there next to you. Nowhere, yet everywhere at the same time. God tells Joshua and many others to be courageous several times. These are not just recommendations or even reassurances, but rather he is speaking life into them and making them courageous. We know that God works all things for the good for those who love him. And what that means is that despite the dark days that we have, we can always trust the plan for our lives is good. Many sadly live a life where they squander their gifts and squander the opportunities that God has given them to experience his glory. Regular prayer and regular courage are the keys to unlocking your own personal ministry. Take inventory of what God has given you today and every day through gratitude, and read his word daily for inspiration and reminders. People are starving in this world, both physically and spiritually. So do not hesitate with what God has given you because, in the end, he didn't have to. And just like with Joshua, never forget he is always right there with you every step of the way.